Welcome to this topical life. Real conversation, real exploration, real life stories. A discussion about life, cause life ain't a vacation. And now, here's your host, Tiffany Murphy. Hello everyone and welcome to this topical life. Today we have a special guest um, who I adore and her name is Melissa McDonald. And we actually just met, um, gosh, uh, spring, it's fall now. So, well, no, it was the new year. Um, so we, 2019, we met in 2019, (laughs) beginning of 2019. And, um, we coached girls on the run together. And, um, as we've gotten to know each other, uh, I was just like, wow, she, um, she's just a very positive person. And, um, but one thing about Melissa that I've, that I've gleaned onto is that, you know, like when you have those optimistic people who are like really encouraging and just like go getter types, but then it's like when you're going through a hard time, the person might be like, uh, well, all you need to do is just do this or all you need to do is do that. Like, like that you're going to want to take the step, you know, and I'm kind of, I don't work like that. Mm-hmm. I am very much like if you meet me where I'm at in my grit and discuss, you know, just in my pittiness <laughs> somehow somehow that makes me motivated to get out of that mm-hmm. and um and melissa is the perfect example of that and what i'm going to say is is and i haven't asked her this yet but um when we were coaching uh there was a little girl who was i think was having a problem with her shoes or something i don't know what it was mm. but she ended up laying on the ground this little girl and and I look over and I see Melissa completely <laughs> on the ground with her, like face to face on the ground talking. And I took a picture of it to her. I took a picture of it. It was just like, if this isn't a good coach, I don't know what is. And yeah. um, and I feel like I should post that picture along with these pictures that mm-hmm. we'll take for the podcast because it's mm-hmm. such a good example of who Melissa is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she just was there for this little girl. And at the end of the coaching, this little girl, the same little mm-hmm. girl wrote, Melissa a letter Mm -hmm. telling her how much she is amazing and we all agree so through that I kind of started picking Melissa's brain about her life and just um just wanted her to come and us have a conversation on this topic of life um yeah so here's Melissa happy to be here yeah and um Another funny story about Melissa is that, oh, no. is that I was like, because we're friends on Facebook, and um, and I saw a picture of her husband, and I was like, God, he looks familiar, oh. but I don't know how. <laughs> like, how does he look familiar, you know? And then I put, and then I scroll, and then I see him in a uniform <laughs> or something like that. She right. says something about him being a cop. Yeah. I was like, her husband's a cop. I look at the picture, and when I saw him in uniform, all of a sudden he looked familiar, and it's, I swear... <sighs> We determined that I don't think it was that he pulled me over. Right. Okay. Because yeah. he's, he doesn't, he's not he... in the county that mm-hmm. I live in and mm-hmm. I've only really been pulled over in like Westland, but Westland, Oregon. Um, but I think I saw him like at a park or I don't, I don't think know. we figured it out. We yet. never figured it yeah. out, but I, he I did think... it. The pieces, something familiar came to me because I was like, oh, 
that's her husband, yeah. so you know, or whatever. So And he was only familiar in the uniform, right? He was, was only, yeah. yeah. So I was just like, been, like, I yeah. saw him in normal clothes, and I was just like, he looks mm. kind of familiar, you mm-hmm. know? But then when I saw him in uniform, mm-hmm. I was like, that's him. Oh, my that's God. Him. I know yeah. him. Yeah. Like, I know him. <laughs> so, um, you know, the topics we're going to discuss, we don't really know exactly where this conversation is going to go, but we'll start with where she is at now. We'll maybe work our way. Sure. Now, you are an empty nester. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you're from, Okay. how long you've been into this town, you know, your life. Okay. Well, I'm from Bellevue, Washington. Okay. I um, grew up there, graduated from high school, and then went to Eastern Oregon University. And I chose to go there because they had an early childhood program and there was no out-of-state tuition. Those are my only reasons. So I went. I didn't know anybody. And after two years there, um, I decided to stay because I had met my future husband. Okay. Um, so I fell in love. And, and you were a young um, bride. Yeah, too. very young. In fact, we got married uh, before we graduated. And I'm sure our parents were totally freaked out. But um, it, it never occurred to us not to finish college. So we lived in married student housing. And we were very young. And um, those were some of our really best years. Oh, Super sure. fun, yeah, yeah, to think about. Um, So after graduation, we moved back to um, the Portland area. My husband grew up in Lake Oswego. So he went to work um, with his dad's business in roofing. So he was selling roofing materials, and um, I went to work at JCPenney. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? right. We talked about that. Yeah. (laughs) Because... You know? I worked at Dillard's. You worked at JCPenney. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You it's got to awesome. learn something. Some, yeah. Right? Um, actually, it was great. It was great. So, um, Did you spend all your money at JCPenney? Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, like, especially the housing stuff <laughs> when you're like <laughs> yeah. making a home. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I really liked that discount. Um, so anyway, so lived, uh, lived in Tualatin, um, got pregnant, um, and had our first child um, in 94. So I was 24 years old, um, and then we moved to West Lynn, oh, it was probably 95, Okay. 95 or 96, um, and we're in our third house, house now in West Lynn, but close to you. And your kids' names <clears throat> and ages? So my daughter is, um, oh yeah, I missed telling about my son. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be, okay. Oh yeah, we'll okay. definitely get to the, oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Okay. So um, my daughter is Emily, and she is 24 years old, and she lives in Bend, Oregon. And my son is 22, just recently married, yeah. and lives in Bend. And lives in Bend, And too. lives in Bend also. Mm-hmm. So, and he literally just got married, I don't yes. know how, like... In August. Now, now okay. So about a month and a half ago. Okay. Just and about. I loved seeing the pictures that you mm. posted, because I think, you know what I think it is? I think... Some of the way that you uh, express yourself in mm-hmm. your family is kind of the way I see how I express myself. And what I mean is, is that you notice small moments. Mm-hmm. Like right. you bring out, mm-hmm. like, uh, so like you picture, you did a picture of like you and your husband looking at your son and you're mm. like, this is it. This is, we're here. Like we, we did it and you were dancing with your husband yeah. and it was very sweet, very sweet. You know, um. I get kind of teary thinking about that. That was the best moment of my life. Oh, my That picture. Really? Yeah. And I think, gosh, and somebody captured it. Yeah. It was the best moment of my life. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's just describe this moment exactly. Okay, Okay, let's just 
Okay. Go there. Okay. Um, you know what? And I don't have any Kleenex. So no, it's okay. Take, you're gonna no, <laughs> and I am so. It's totally fine. Like, oh wait, no, I do. Oh yeah, okay. I do. No, oh, I mean, I love talking I about Kleenex. it. Like, okay. yes, no, we, no, crying is. Yeah, essential. I love it. Yeah, yeah totally, yeah, totally. Um, it's funny because you know people talk about you know what is the best moment in your life and and you think oh you know oh when my firstborn was born right okay. So I'm really transparent, and I'm going to tell you that that was not the best moment in my life. Like, I hated that. Like, it was hard. Sure. And I didn't know what I was doing in parenting. You know, becoming a parent sucked. Yeah. And I really struggled, and it was really hard. So, no, that wasn't the best moment of my life. And then people say, Hear oh. it, folks. Hear it, folks. Right. It just, and I'm with her like, on that. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was hard. Like, so when people say, oh, that was the best moment of my life, I think, well, I didn't. I didn't know what being a mom was in that moment, so mm-hmm. it wasn't the best. Right. It was really hard for me to become a mom. Um, and then people say, oh, your wedding. Well, I mean, no, that wasn't the best moment of my life. I didn't know what marriage was at yeah. that time. I didn't, I mean, I, I, I didn't know. Right. I had no idea. Um, and then my son came, and that wasn't the best moment of my life either. I mean, I. Um, it doesn't mean that I didn't, you know, love them and, and treasure that moment, but I... I didn't know enough yet. And so life goes on and you continue to have all of these, you know, wonderful, great moments. But I remember being at the wedding just a month and a half ago and I worked so hard up to the wedding day, getting myself ready, like emotionally, you know, feeling ready to just really let go. And um, I felt so ready. I felt so fulfilled and so proud. And in that moment of watching my son on the dance floor with his bride, I just thought, yes, this is the best moment of my life. Like, oh, my God. Like, I, I had done it. I'm standing with this man that I love so much. And I'm looking at my son knowing we did it. We did it, and look, he's so happy, and he found the perfect woman for him, and we were just so proud, and the sun was coming down, and my whole body was warm, and I just thought, yes, this is it. So up to this point, that was the best moment of my life. Oh. Yeah. That's magical. It was magical, and I can still feel it. Yeah. I can still feel it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and he's your baby, too. And he's my baby. Yeah. But you know, I mean, history repeats itself and he's been paying attention and he's been watching. And, um, I think we've done a really good job of kind of paving that path for him. So he's going to do great. And so your husband, Jamie, Mm -hmm. he, when you were having that moment, was he kind of totally in it with you? Yes. Yeah. It was very shared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing like we, one thing you had mentioned too is like at one point when we were having coffee or something, you were like, it's so hard to have the moments that you really truly feel like you're, cause like a lot of the world's like, well, be present with your kids and then you'll have, you know, those things or, you know, making time for moments to happen, which is true. But don't you think that you are at a mature place mm-hmm. to receive that moment? Mm-hmm. Like having a kid birth, Yes, it technically is a big day. Absolutely. I mean, it definitely was one of the biggest days of my life. And people say that, but in retrospect, you can look back and say that. 
you know, oh, mm-hmm. well, yeah, that, that was, was a big, a big but day. But when you're in it, you're not like, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. you're in it, you're not like, this is the biggest day of my life. Right. Or you tell yourself that, but you don't feel it. Right. So this moment for you is that you felt it and you were experiencing mm-hmm. it, which I think is just, that's what so much about what life is about. Mm-hmm. And so you spend mm-hmm. your whole mm-hmm. raising your kids and all those kind of things. And now you're an empty nester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about life as an empty nester because mm-hmm. your maturity level, you know, not many people, like one of the things that you were saying at Girls on the Run is like, I didn't even know your son was going to get married, but like you were like so happy to be an empty nester. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I have a life. Or like, yeah, you're just so right. happy, you know, and right. I'm, and me and our friend was like, oh my God, we're like in the thick of it kind of just right. with like. You know, and here comes Melissa, just pep and pep. <laughs> Loving it. Yeah. Laugh, <laughs> just right? like, oh, you're so going to get through it. You know, like, just wait. It gets good, you know. It and, does. Um, you know, it and can. we're. It can. It yeah, can. it can. And so let's figure out, let's talk about empty nesting, okay. um, you know, and then how you incorporate running and just like opening your world to something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, where to start with that? Um, you know, when people think about empty nesting, I think there's this feeling of like, like sadness to it or, or, well, yeah, or when you put like, all your, oh gosh, your kids are leaving. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sometimes I think that we get mixed up in our feelings a little bit. Um, so we may label it something that maybe it really isn't, um, so maybe it, it's not sadness. Maybe it's like um, scared. Maybe it's being fearful or unsure or, um, you know, there's there's just so many feelings that can go on with empty nesting um, that I, I just was really willing to be open to whatever presented itself. But I also wanted to sort of stop and pause along the way when my kids were preparing to leave. That making sense yeah so like, like stop and pausing like you meaning like where it sounds like you're kind of prepare yourself every step yeah yeah like, okay, I mean now they're in high school right now they're right now yeah. we're entering this phase right so I have to say that like raising the kids um you know people say oh be in the moment be in the moment well you know what that's crap like yeah. you're too busy like I you know you're too busy there's too much going on in this oh be in the moment like that's a lot of pressure it's pressure and you feel like you suck if you're not in the moment yeah right? if you're like, not in the moment you're missing a like, moment and who right. wants to feel like they're missing a moment right when right. you're especially when you're right either working to get that moment or staying at home yeah. to get that moment right you know everyone and then you're going. like oh shoot I totally missed it oh my gosh I suck like I totally missed that moment so I just kind of threw in the towel on like being present and living for those moments. And I think what I chose to do is be more, um, like, uh, reflective. Like I, I, I do, and I continue to do a lot of pausing. I love that word pause. Yeah. Um, because I would find moments, um, where I would just pause and sort of feel, take a look at, you know, what's happening in my life and in what way am I moving forward? In what way are my children moving forward? How are things going? Kind of like just a check-in with myself and um, kind of grounding. I would sort of ground myself as we would go along. Um, but always looking forward to, okay, you know, like they're going to be graduating from high school. How am I How am I preparing for that? So I would pause and I would think about that. Like, you know, gosh, okay, it's 
Emily's junior year. Um, she's going to be leaving soon. How am I preparing myself for that? And it takes pausing and um, sort of looking forward and looking back in those moments to sort of So like when you say pausing, out. like how many, like in a logical, like in a system of pausing, like is it when you caught yourself or were you intentional or were you like, pause every day, pause, like what, how do, how would that look like for you? Pausing. Um, I guess pausing is just slowing down. And so I, you know, you never really know where those moments are. Um, I don't meditate. I don't do yoga. I don't do all those things that like, I think are probably great tools to help you do that. Um, but I do run. Yes. And so, um, I probably do, I would say, a lot of pausing or reflecting when I'm running. And um, so that has become a huge part of my life of when I do allow myself to think about what's going on in my life and where, where I'm going and where the kids and are And it going. makes you have more, like, peace and yeah. kind of more mm – -hmm. mm -hmm. I could see that. I mean yeah. – well, and running wasn't always a part of your mm -hmm. um, thing. It wasn't mm -hmm. your – it was – well, you wanted it to be, but you didn't mm -hmm. really quite right. let yourself go there yet until you were – how old now? Um, so I knew I wanted to be a runner um, when I was like – eight, nine, ten years old, um, in the seventies, um, jogging was All right. becoming, yeah, yeah. Jogging. Like, a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I didn't have a role model or anybody around me who did that or really could help guide me. Um, so that window was sort of missed, but I always knew that I was a runner. Um, and I started running when I turned 40. So it took a long time. Um, but I sort of became a runner too out of necessity and I think that I um, used running a lot for for my mental health and like I said that's when I would do a lot of my pausing and thinking and um, when I run so yeah at 40 it became really instrumental to do that and at that point when you were 40 your kids were probably uh, like one of them was going to graduate high school so mm -hmm. like in the high school mm -hmm. years kind of mm -hmm. is yeah. that right I don't know. You have to do the math. Yeah. So you were, because we did do the math at one. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm going to be 43 when Joey graduates. And we're, you were. So it was 2010. Um, so. You were. Yeah. They were, they were 15, 13, 15. Yeah. So you had started. Yeah. And those are busy years. So those are super busy yeah. years. And those are years when you're starting to think about, hey, my kids are growing up. Hey, things are really busy for me. And oh my gosh, I need something in my life. Do you feel like the pressure even matches that too? What's that? Do you... The pressure, like, oh my goodness, like for me, I feel like, okay, Joey's going into high school next year and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to teach him so much. Mm -hmm. Like, how is that even, how is he going to be a human that leaves the house? Right. Okay. <laughs> Last year he could even open, well, he had a hard time opening up the public mailbox, you know, it's like, right. there's just things that I have in the eye, right. like, okay. So, well, so what I hear you saying then is like, you're already, you're already doing what I was doing. Like you're already starting to think ahead. You already have it in your mind. Like I need to teach him these things because he is going to be leaving. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel and that. that's why we have children. I mean, they, they, they're meant to leave the nest. That's sort of the order of things. Like they're meant to, they're meant to go. Uh, they are meant to go. I also feel like I'm grieving as I live a little bit, like grieving the loss of yeah, them. a little bit. Like I feel sad. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, 
oh my, this is really happening. Like right. it's happening fast. Yeah. Like, okay, like let's take a hold of what, you know, like for, for me, it's like, okay, what family adventures have we not done? Right. And in some right. ways I kind of feel like we haven't done enough at mm-hmm. all. Like I almost kind of, I think we always feel like we haven't done enough. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's, I think you're pretty spot on there. I mean, I think we always struggle with, oh, we haven't done enough. We haven't done enough. And yeah, we haven't done enough. And the time is like multiplying by the second, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So, well, you say that you're grieving, but, but I would, I would invite you to pause and think about, is it grief or is it like, are, are you proud? Like, do you ever stop and think about like how, like proud you are? Like maybe just giving yourself that moment to think about how proud I am of him. I'm really proud of him. Yeah. You know, so maybe, maybe know, it's not maybe grief. It is. Maybe, maybe it's not it's grief, like, but I don't want him to, well, I do want him to go. I do want him <laughs> yeah, to go. I do. Like, so I think like if you can pause and slow down and really think about your feelings, um, because people tell us that we should be sad about it, right? People say, oh, it's so sad that yeah, they're leaving, is, right? Right. So, so we think that's how we're supposed to be feeling. Like, oh, this is sad they're leaving the nest. But I feel like, what if we stop that and just like pause and really think about how you're feeling? You know, I watched a lot of people, it's the beginning of the school year, you know, they post things. Oh, I can't believe my, you know, baby's going into third grade. This is so sad that, you know, time's going by so fast. And I think, gosh, what if, what if we, if that mom could pause and just think, actually, I'm really proud my daughter's going into third grade. Yeah, it's and like a different perspective. Yeah, and look at look at the person that she's grown into. And you know what? I've done a really good job. Like, it's okay to take those moments and sort of think about how you're looking at it and um, and maybe cha- relabel that feeling because it, it might be something different because everybody tells us that it's, it's sadness. Yeah, like and what the world says yeah, versus what right. is really happening. Which so so you talk about like when I was expressing my feelings about being happy about empty nesting, it maybe felt a little weird to you. Like, oh my god, like she's so happy. Like Well Like I it's weird though, because a lot of people No, I know a lot of people don't. They don't. And and um and I and often I am quiet about it because people look at you like, oh my gosh, you know, you're not supposed to be happy and excited and having all these feelings about empty nesting, you know, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? It's it's embarrassing. Like sometimes I keep it quiet, you know, I'm like, oh, well, they're expecting me to say I'm sad or I'm grieving or, but I, I... so yeah, I clung on to that actually, Mm -hmm. because in my present mind, it's like, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to let go completely, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I also, Brian and I talk a lot about there's so much life to live after the kids have gone and right. we started so early too. Right. And yeah. so it's like, I mean, in some ways, Brian and I have yet to start, but the shock of like, wow, that is like, you know, for so long it's, that's been the forefront of our mind, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of exciting to think next, you mm-hmm. know, in that way, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of like, I feel like I'm in the in-between. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I see when I saw you and all the glory of it, I was just like, oh, that's going to be me. Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, she's happy. Yeah. It does she's... take work though. You know, right, I mean, it yeah. definitely takes work. And I mean, 
yeah, I mean, did I have moments of sadness? Of course I had moments of sadness. Like, but... did you, okay, let's describe the sadness. Like, was it kind of more like yearning? Like, let's describe no. a sadness. Um, Do you know that, you know, I don't talk much about my college experience because it was, I, you know, it, it was a great experience. Um, but the, one of the things I learned in college was the cycle. I took a lot of psych classes and the one, like the top three thing that you experience in your life is empty nesting. Like as far as the mm-hmm. depth of transition that you mm-hmm. go through mm-hmm. is that. And so it's always intrigued me because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, it's always intrigued me because it's like, first of all, especially for a woman, you're, you're only, you're, you're like, going through a lot of physical changes too mm-hmm. at that time oh, yeah. and yeah which is like what no one talks about but also tied with the kids you know leaving and just and then your spouse mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. all of that and mm-hmm. most people I think I mean if it, if it's statistically put out there and it's in a college class of how much of a transition that is I'm guessing it's hard mm-hmm. um so anyway um I'm passionate about empty nesting because mm-hmm. I feel like it really is truly mm-hmm. an adventure mm-hmm. um to behold mm-hmm. or something that no one likes you know it's mm-hmm. goes either way mm-hmm. so yeah I totally mm-hmm. feel you on like I just don't know what it feels like right it's a lengthy process right so it doesn't just happen on the day that they wave goodbye and they're heading off to college or they're heading off to whatever it is that they're doing like it, it doesn't it's not just on that day and so I really feel like I spent many years preparing for that in the work that I needed to do in order to let go. And I think that you already are, are doing that because you're thinking about it, right? I mean, if you weren't thinking about it, it would be qu- quite a surprise on the day that they leave. <laughs> it's like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, what? I'm not ready. Yeah. And of course you wouldn't be ready. And you probably would be sad because, you know, they're leaving and, and you don't, you haven't really had that sense of like closure. Like, okay, that's a wrap. Like I did it, you know? So you are preparing for it. It's, well, it's, were you preparing yourself in the sense of like, uh, you know, like I hear a lot of, um, I don't want my identity to be only my kids. Yeah, I was, I was preparing myself for that. And again, I think that's, that's where running came in and just finding out who, who am I without my children? Who am I, um, without my husband? Like, who am I? Right. I mean, that's, that's a journey in itself, you know? So when the kids were littler, were you being proactive about that? Or were you just like, I'll deal with that later. I got yeah. A let's million. be real. No, when they were little, no, I was in survival mode. I mean, okay. So how long would a survival mode last? <laughs> <laughs> okay, back up, back up, back I know. up. <laughs> right? I mean, you just start getting through the day, and it's a not lot of great. times. A lot of times, and yeah. I'm like, so if I'm in survival mode, am I not being present? Look at all the pressure. There's so much pressure, right? There's How can a lot you be pressure. present in survival mode? Okay, no. so do you think that times now are more pressure than when you were raising kids? Like the, when they were little? Okay, because think about it. And you yeah. were 2000. Okay, when you when your first born was born, how old was, how old, no, how old, what year I, was he born? Uh, 97. I mean, your girl. Oh, 94. Okay, so in, from 1994 to 2019. Right. Do you see... What have you seen in, in changing all that? Well, social media. I mean, that's easy, right? You see what's out there now, right? Okay, so social media has added to the pressure? I think so, yeah. I think you see, you see other moms, you know, doing things and, you know, how you should be and how you should feel. And I, I didn't, I don't know, what, did we, we didn't have that then. 
Like, yeah, so 1990, wait, you said four? 94. Okay, so 14. I was 14. Um, no, it was like yeah. the beginning of AOL, like email. Yeah. Email was a thing, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I remember that. We had the dial-up. Yeah, dial-up. Yeah, I think we did too. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I didn't have time for and that. Who wants to, yeah, I didn't dial-up have time for that. way too Right, long. that was that thing, and no, I didn't have, I, I don't even think I had email. I have no idea. But um, but you certainly I didn't have the pressure of looking at pictures or um, you know what other moms were doing or people's opinions weren't out there as much so I don't think I had that pressure of having to be the perfect mom I don't know maybe and I just don't remember that right I probably I didn't have time I mean right it, well, you, know, you, had like, a, you probably had friends around you that mm-hmm. were kind of like minded uh huh. Yeah. So, like, you could walk in their house and it'd be a shit show, basically. Totally. And you'd be like, okay, yeah, Okay, whatever. I'm comfortable here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, actually, now that I think about it, I, ju- I before she, Melissa even came here, um, I texted her <laughs> and I said, I have not cleaned my house. It's kind of a disaster. That was not the exact words, but dis- it's kind of a disaster, but I don't think you'll mind. And she goes, of course I don't mind, or something like that. Yeah. And I go, that text was more for me, not for you. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Like I have to say it out loud for myself to accept it, but I knew you would be okay right. with it. Yeah. You I, know don't, I, mean? I don't even see it. Yeah. Yeah. She sees past that. And yeah. I knew she would, but I'm telling you're, you. You're, you're surviving too. I mean, you're in the, some of the busiest years right now. They're, I mean, well, super, super busy. And I, and I, so like, okay, when you were in my stage, were you like, um, giving yourself grace? Were you trying to make it all work? Were you, because like, okay, when I look at social media, I look at it as like, you know, because I have a lot of friends that are just like, don't look at, so, you know, don't, you know, yeah. they're, they're kind of anti-social media in, right, a, way, good. in a good way. So yeah. it's like, I've like to think that I've trained myself to look at social media and think, oh, well, good for them. Right. Or mm-hmm. that's them, not me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I like to think that I, am like that mm-hmm. um and I also have desires to like I would like my situation to look like that but it's not and I'm okay with that mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. but when it comes to when someone says to me you're in the busiest time of your life like like exactly what you just said mm-hmm. I think I'm failing in some way not because of what you're saying but because of what I do to myself mm-hmm. like I say I constantly am like, I should be doing this. I should be doing better at this. Or, you know, it's like, like for instance, this month, it's just been like, usually I'm really like on top of things kind of like in the beginning of the school year, it's like, you think you have it all together and then Mm -hmm. somehow you just got through the year, but at least in the beginning, (laughs) it's it's great. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's slow deterioration. You kind of accept it. Yeah. But like that first couple of months though, is perfect. Yeah. Well now I'm kind of like the first couple of months of school starting, I've been like, already deteriorated so right. I'm like oh no that's new right. like and yeah. a friend pointed out she's like I think it's because you're kind of getting older you know you just I do, don't I totally you do. don't have right. any like you don't have the same energy you did when you were right you don't right right so, and you have the wisdom too because now like a few more years are going to go by and school's going to start and you're going to probably think oh god you know I should probably go and get the kids like new underwear or like some new pencils or something right it's just those things are going to become less important and by the time they're in high school they're just gonna like 
get their own pencils. get their own pencils. I think you know I, I I had a you know a Facebook memory flashback up on my screen a little while ago, and it was um, I think I'd taken a picture of the um, what I was buying at the grocery store like the day before school started, and it was like two notebooks and a bottle of wine. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it just I think I think it's just it naturally happens for you. So that's becoming less and less and less of like this big, huge event. Right. Right. And, and I'm know? like, it is, it and is. So and it's I'm a like, natural is there something wrong? No, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. That's yes. what's See, happening. This is why we need to listen to our lives. For yeah. those you're moms doing, out you're, there. you're doing exactly what, what you should be doing. Right. And it's just happening naturally. Which is nothing. <laughs> well, you're, sur- <laughs> well, you're surviving. And maybe I'm pausing every now and then. <laughs> yes. It's like, Oh, it's funny because I tell Brian too. It's just like, yeah, um, you know, I'm starting to ask more. Like, I'm starting to ask more. Uh-huh. You know, like it's he's always willing to do anything, but it's just like I just remind him, yeah, this isn't gonna get done. And he's right. like, that's experience. Yeah, that's wisdom. Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't gonna get done. That's not gonna get done. Pretty much, you know what? I'm just gonna just like, right. you know, I'm like, and you know what? I did feed the kids, but you know, you can do that yourself. <laughs> like, there's some salad in there. You want to eat healthy? Right. It's there. Right. You know? Right. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, okay. I don't so have to. These are things that you are learning along the way. Yeah. And, but okay, let me ask you this. Being an empty nester, do you mm-hmm. feel like, oh yeah, you said that. Mm-hmm. This is so funny. Um, you didn't have a system of, so, so not being an empty nester, you kind of do have a system, but then when you really became an empty nester, Describe what that was like. Okay. Because this was hilarious to me. I know. Right. Well, okay. So people don't really talk about empty nesting like like how it really is, you know? Yeah, let's talk about how it really is. Okay. (laughs) They don't, um, you know, they, they, I had no idea that like the wheels would totally fall off the first six months in, in a very good way. And it's, it's kind of humorous now, but, um, so our son left for college. And so now that kids are both gone and um, we didn't let the kids take a vehicle to school. So now we had his cool kid car, you know, to Ooh, be driving, yeah. and which yeah. was super fun. So yeah. we would drive it around and, like, take pictures of us in it, <laughs> eating burritos, and, like, send it to our son. Because, <laughs> you know, we're like, woo! Yeah. Um, party on, party yeah, on. Yeah, like, this is so fun. And then um, we just started eating, like, you know, cheese and crackers and wine for dinner and... Um, you know, just everything just sort of fell apart. And, um, I quit, I quit having to set a good example. And this is what took me by surprise is I realized how much I was always doing around the house, um, modeling for my kids and showing a good example. And, um, so we have stairs in our house and I always would tell the kids, every time you're going upstairs, take something with you, you know, keep everything tidy. Well, as soon as they were gone, I mean, the stairs just, (laughs) like, it just piled up to the point of, I mean, we were literally crawling and, like, stepping over stuff to get up to our bedroom because I didn't have to keep it clean anymore. The kids weren't there, and I finally had my college buddy back, right, you know, because my husband and I didn't really have that time together, and so here we kind of reverted back to when we were 21 years old, and so for about six months, we behaved that way um, until... Until we woke up one day and, and <laughs> like we all do, I know. And I was, and we both said to each other, you know what? 
it's time to start eating vegetables again. And that was kind of our joke of like, you know what, it's time to be grownups and yeah. behave ourselves. And so we cleaned the house up and regained some order. And I started cooking and um, making dinner and, you know, having dinner at the table again. And it felt good. Um, but we sort of we sort of had to go through that, you know, and I'd never heard of that before. I, I don't know. Maybe that's really normal I, I or not. Well, it seemed normal because did you know that you were, oh, let me ask you this. Did you, when, did you realize how much you were setting an example when they were living there or was it just more about the routine? Like, um, I th probably both, probably both, you know, I mean, this is how you do things, you know, you pick your laundry up off the floor and have a tidy house and, you know, I mean, that's your nest. You want it to be nice, and so you you just you, you fall into that routine, and yeah, you're so taking then when care they were of gone, it. Gone though, the nest was like, I didn't have to keep a tidy nest anymore, right? I didn't like. Yeah. It's who like, was I? Well, yeah, it's like who was what? I keeping a tidy nest for? Right. So like, I like to view my house as that I'm keeping a tidy nest for myself. Right. But you're setting an example. I'm. I'm like, I'm wondering if I'm trying to set an example too. I guess I, I guess I am. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you, you put your dishes away when you, mm -hmm. and you have a routine, you know, you, you, so your routine you was shot totally. And it was so much fun. Yeah. That sounds really, it fun. was really fun. That was really, you fun. know, and, and I have a great spouse that, I mean, we had a lot of fun together and it was laughable and it was funny and, um, you know, we didn't have any company come over for sure because, you know, the house had completely fallen apart. And... <laughs> so you climbed out of the pit of, you know, all that and just yeah. started slowly regaining yeah. a routine. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, what is our routine? What do we want our nest to look like? My husband and I, yeah. what is, what is our, what do we do now? Like what, what's that going to look like? And so it was a process to sort of, sort of refigure that out. So I think that was a really important time. I, it sounds like awesome. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it could go either way. I mean, yeah. it could make it, it could be just, it could make it what you want it to be, I yeah. guess. Yeah. You know? So, so then when the kids come back, do they see, like, what do they see in you guys? Like, do they see a change in you? Do they see a change in the routine? Or does it seem like things, do things change when they come back? Like, has their dynamics changed at all? Like, well, now that. Youngest is married. Then I know, right? It's kind of it is. New, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and that has all kind of happened. I mean, pretty rapidly. I mean, for us, you know, we sure. became empty nesters, and now one is married, and um, the other is getting married this next summer. So it's happening very quickly for us. Um, does it change? So you asked me, does it change when they come home, or do they notice? Um, I think they do, and they get excited. You know, like when we've done something different, they always notice. I think they'll point things out. Um, but we're a really close family, and so none of it really comes as a surprise to them. I mean, right. we keep in contact. So Well, and you have a, <clears throat> like you had also mentioned too, at Girls on the Run, just it's so exciting to be their friend. Yeah, you know, I'm working on that. Um, am I their friends yet? Um, almost. Almost. Okay, so let's talk about that. Yeah. Then. Let's. What's the? Okay. Almost. Like what? What's you know, the... you never really stop parenting. It just changes. You know, it just gets a little bit different. And so, um, 
So I would say that, um, you know, I'm definitely, my daughter and I are becoming closer and closer. And now she's preparing to get married. She's starting to ask me for um, advice about, you know, things, things that she wants to know um, as a, as a wife. And so our conversations are changing and the things that she's asking me about are changing. Is it bringing us closer? And would you call it a friendship? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would say so. Um, but I, I'm not willing to let go of that, like, parenting piece. I think, um, I think I'll hold on to that still. Like, I, I. Do we ever really I know, right. I, you know, I just, um, I am, I am her mom. I am my son's mom. And, and there are times when I wear a different hat. So can I easily put on a friend hat now? Yeah, I can easily put on a friend hat. Um, but I think I always have my parent hat on. Yeah. I think it's just the depth of love and mm -hmm. what you've guided them and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But do you find yourself being like, okay, this is, this hat is a little hard to take off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. And sometimes I need to, um, take off the parenting hat. You know, mm -hmm. I need to, I need to take that off. So it's, it's kind of a juggle and you have to kind of shuffle it and change it around and um, not be so rigid and wearing, like if I think I need to be wearing a certain hat, I need to be willing to um, take it off and put a different one on. Yeah, that's, and that's, okay, so I mean, empty nesting, the transition between you and your husband, the actual mm -hmm. transition of them actually being out of the house yeah. just in like physical form. Right. And then what hat to wear. Mm -hmm. And then reestablishing you alone so right. like not making your like when you said the kids were at home working on your identity as far as just like melissa herself yes you were running but that wasn't until like a little bit later mm -hmm. and then you were kind of when they were young you were in survival mode so then when did it kind of dawn on you you're like these kids aren't going to be here forever i need to kind of like you know think about this i mean You've also said that you worked in, um, well, you had a job. You were a yeah, teacher. Yeah, I was working full-time. Mm -hmm. You worked, so mm -hmm. when did, like, full-time, like, when? When, how old were they then? Well, um, I've kind of dabbled in and out of teaching. Um, I've been a teacher a total of 17 years, but it hasn't been, um, like, consecutive. So I've had periods where um, I've needed to step away mm -hmm. um, for various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, so... What was the question? Oh, well, just like <laughs> keeping your identity, what oh. helped you probably oh. was, was in a way having a job, I would guess. Yeah. And you know, and, and when I was working full time in a very stressful job, um, and the kids were in the peak of their busy years, um, it was, I think I was still surviving, you know, just, just getting through. It was, um, was difficult to find an identity. I did start running at that point, but I was really running for mental health at that point. Yeah. Um, so that I could get through these years um, and have those bits of um, a break for myself. What, where were you teaching? Was that you weren't teaching at the jail then, were you? Or was that the jail time? Um, yeah. So the last um, teaching job that I had um, was um, at Coffee Creek Correctional Facility okay. with incarcerated mothers um, in a Head Start classroom. Okay. So I did that for four years, um, and the kids were uh, full-time, and the kids were super busy, and then it became clear to me that um, I needed to take a break, 
like things were getting crazy. And it was, I'm going to say it was maybe at that time that I started realizing, whoa, I need to take care of myself. I couldn't keep going on. Um, and I think changes were starting to happen in my body at that point. Um, I, I was getting older, right? Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, maybe 42 at that point. Um, so I stepped away from my job for a few years. Um, I dabbled in a couple of other teaching jobs, um, one here for the school district here. And then I felt like I was ready to return to that work. I love that work. It's one of the best work I've ever done. But you have to be really mentally um, healthy and, and take care of yourself. Yeah, you have to be you have to be in a good position to do that work um, to be able to take care of others. Um, and so I returned to the work, f um, feeling really ready to do that. Um, so really, I think in those years is when I was starting to realize. Um, I needed to start taking care of myself, one, for my mental health so I could continue to do the work, um, but that my kids were getting older and that they were going to be leaving the nest, and um, I wanted to be healthy enough. I wasn't really at that point looking for an identity. I Honestly, I probably felt like I didn't have time for that yet, you know, um, but I think I was probably... Like you weren't thinking about you kind of knew that, you know, the kids were going to leave at some point, but it wasn't like you were actively thinking like, I need to, you were probably just already living, knowing that your identity was in check. Yeah. 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 And I was just sort of surviving really just getting through, but I knew that I wanted to get through healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, when you say healthy, do you mean like mentally healthy? Yeah. Or mentally and physically. Okay. So yeah, both, both, if one wasn't right, the other one was kind of suffering. If one wasn't right, Bingo. the other one was suffering. Right. Yeah. That's always... It's so hard. It's, it's so such hard. a balance. It's such... It's so hard to get everything in place at the right time. I think that's a lifelong battle. It is a battle mm -hmm. because... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> well, and like you saying, I was ready at this point to take a job, and then this I needed to step back, and then mm -hmm. it, it was time to do this job, and then it was time to step right. back. Like that, going back in and going mm -hmm. back out, I totally sympathize with that because... I mean, you can look back in hindsight and yeah. be like, this was what worked. This is what didn't work. Yeah. You can see where it all kind of, mm -hmm. you know, or was success. But when you're in it, though. Oh, so hard. That's so, so hard. hard. Because I think as a mom, too, it's like you're the heartbeat of your family. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got these kids. And you. a lot of people, I think, at our age, too, it's like, do I take this job? Do I not? Mm -hmm. Because your kids are still at home mm -hmm. and you don't really know what to do. And mm -hmm. then you get in it and then it's like, what am I missing out on? But I am also taking care of myself. So right. this is good for me too. Right. Right. Hands are in the air here. Right. Because it's like, right. this is How the do you question do it all? everybody all Right. We has. all, right. So when you're at work, you're thinking about home. When you're at home, you're thinking about work. And then how do you even take care of yourself in all of that? Yeah. Right. So it's, it's it's hard. It's really hard work. And I think that moms really struggle with that. Right. And well, and I have a hairdresser friend who said to me once, um, you know, hairdressers, if you ever need advice, go to a hairdresser because <laughs> they hear it all. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, she said that there was a mom there that said like, don't work when your kids are in middle school or high school or middle school. That's when they need you the most, mm -hmm. you know, work when they're little, 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 they don't need you as much. And then when they get to middle school, you know, it's like they really need you. 
And I kind of think like, I could see that. I, mm-hmm. I think it's different for my family, but, um, I see where you're freer and I see where you're more tied. Mm-hmm. And I think as a mom, it's like, are you like, for me, I can handle it emotionally a little bit better, but physically when my kids were really young, I was completely taxed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just like depleted mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, for me, like working when they were really little was like not in the mm-hmm. question, mm-hmm. but now that they're a little older, I can kind of do a little bit, but mm-hmm. I just think it's so individual. It's so individual. Yeah. I don't think that there's any special formula or system. I think, um, I think the biggest word of advice or wisdom that I could give anybody is just, um, know the pulse of your family, like gauge it. And, um, because it will change, right. And it's just going to constantly fluctuate. And so if you really are wanting to go back to work or you need to go back to work, um, sort of doing, you know, checking in with where the family is at, you know, the timing may or may not be right. I don't So, well, and then there's, um, you know, we, you know, there are times where people don't have a choice. Right. I mean, right. there's always absolutely, mm-hmm. right. you know, you don't have a choice. You're mm-hmm. in it. Right. Um, there was a time where, when we were in transition and, and when we were living in Redmond, Oregon, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, Brian was going back to his job. We were living with friends and mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying, Tiffany, you need to get a job. Like you need to get a job, you know? And and I was thinking, I was just like, I was like, I didn't know how we were going to get through what we were getting through. Yeah. Like, I absolutely yeah. did not know. Mm-hmm. But I felt super strong about not getting a job. Mm-hmm. And that's because I had a like a five-year-old mm-hmm. and a two-and-a-half-year-old. So you knew the pulse of your family. Like, you knew I did. in that and moment. That was, was a like, huge. Mm. And even, and, you know, and I have a supportive husband, but even him, he was like, he was scared too right. where we were That's at. He right. was just like, mm-hmm. do you think you could get it? Like he was kind of bringing it up more and more and more. And I was just like, it was probably one of my most big life victories mm-hmm. because even though we were like on bottom, I felt like we were like rock bottom in a lot of ways. Like mm-hmm. I feel like because I stood my ground, even when my husband like, didn't necessarily, and we agree on, we make all the, like, we are very much united in mm-hmm. the way we think, but this was one area where I was like, not going to back down. Mm-hmm. And that's not like me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really not like me, but, um, but, and it wasn't like he was like, you need to get a job, you know, blah, blah, right. blah. But it was just always in question. And I was always kind of doubting myself. I'm just like, am I just like lazy or something? You know? And no, at the end of the day, I was like, this is what is best, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and it wasn't until it was like so random. It was like this random day and we were all sitting at the table and Brian was just like, I am so glad you did mm-hmm. not get a job. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I needed to hear that because at that point I was mm-hmm. so far past that, mm-hmm. but it was so nice to hear that yeah. because I was washing out for our family. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, he didn't, I mean, it was a big victory in my mind. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best decisions I ever made in my yeah. life because it's had a huge I, victory. It's yeah. hu- it, had mm-hmm. I gone and got, I just think we would have been lost, mm-hmm. even more lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, because personally it wasn't about everybody else. I would have been lost. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. somehow 
you know, I just, it was just the hardest decision. Mm -hmm. It is a really hard decision. I'm not working right now Mm -hmm. with intention. And I think that, um, a lot of it is, you know, we are transitioning into empty nesting. And so it's pretty exciting to be, um, available for my husband, you know, like when he comes home or when he has trips now and like, I'm traveling with him, I'm, I'm helping to support him right now. And will I go back? Um, I, I may, I'm, I'm open, I'm open for it. But right now we both feel like, mm, no, not right now. Like, and we're standing by it. Um, but there are times when, you know, I did have to work when my kids were in middle school. I didn't, um, in order to keep up with their activities and the things that we wanted to be doing, I did have to work, you know? So, um, it was, I think that's why I felt like I was surviving at that point. I needed to, just to financially have to support their activities and yeah, they had going on. Right. Know? Yeah. Financially helping with their activities. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. And I, um, God, it gets expensive. God, tell me about it. It's like, dude, right. right. What do you need again? Right. Dude. Yes. I did just pay for that dude. Yeah. And then I'm like buying less for myself, yeah. which, right. Oh my God. I never thought right. I'd see the day. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm a great thrift shop. Oh, shop that's like, totally. Really yeah. That's that. how we Thank got God. through. That's yeah. That's how we got through. That's how we get through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've definitely learned that whole mm-hmm. thing, but mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, just, um, honoring yourself, trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. And so do you think through this whole process, you know, with the kids and how you've got to this point, do you feel like it took all this time for you and Jamie to get to this point where it's so easy to read each other in the sense of just like, you know, when it's right, you know, when it's not like it yeah. becomes more clear. Yeah. That's nice. Yes. Yeah, it is nice. Um, I feel like, I think that just comes with experience. You know, we've gone through a lot of big things in, in our life up to this point. And, um, we can look back now and go, Oh yeah, that was a really good thing that, that you weren't working then. Or it was a really good thing that we had done something a certain way because we can look back now. Um, so I think it makes it easier now when we really, cause you've had all the experience. We've had, so you we know have the experience how to, now. Mm-hmm. You know how to like say yay or nay. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Exactly. Did, um, when you were young in the thick of it with the kids, did you make an effort to like, how was your relationship with Jamie then? Um, good, you know, but honest, I mean, probably on the back burner. I mean, you know, we were getting through, um, I, we've always had a happy marriage. I would say we haven't really had conflict or anything, you know, out of the ordinary or, um, but I think we were busy. We were working. We were raising kids, and we'd have the occasional date night, you know, and that was super exciting. But always on the same page. We communicated a lot. That's we talked huge. All the time, all the time, you know. So that's huge. Mm-hmm. We called them our kitchen talks, you know. If we, <laughs> yeah. you know, if if um, if we were not agreeing on something, you know, we would usually kind of meet each other in the kitchen and have a little discussion about it and, um, always, always would be united. We worked united. And did the kids try to get involved in that? Or they kind of just backed off? Like we've noticed, like, like when Brian and I are trying to work out something, Uh we're like, the kids start getting like, it's not like we're arguing, but it's like, they're trying to throw out their opinion in it. Yeah. And I get that. I get that. I I remember being like that, but I'm like, I love one of my greatest things, I love being able to say to the kids, this is not your problem. Yep, that's what we do. This is Brian mm-hmm. and I. 
this is daddy and I, this is nothing to do with you. I love saying mm-hmm. that. And I love it when Brian says that because it's just like, I love setting that, ex- like mm-hmm. that example or just that taking the load off of them in a way like yeah it this does. is not your... so they need to feel safe right i mean right. they need their world needs but to i want be them to that, see us disagree yeah, that, and like right. us to that people have conflict yeah and people can be mad and can get angry or they can be sad or disappointed or whatever it's healthy for kids to see and it's healthy for kids to see what you do with that right what you do with that feeling so yeah i mean i would say that we had those discussions in front of the kids um but never, I wouldn't say that we ever really allowed them to be part of it. I mean, definitely we had a boundary there of, no, this is dad and I. Yeah. Not, doesn't involve them. Wow. And so, and then even when, um, so he became a cop like later, right? Like the kids were a little older. Is that they right? were a little older. So Jamie was at the um, police academy when 9-11 happened. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So the kids were a little bit older. Um, what year was that? That was 2000. Or no, that was, um, ye- wait, it was six, tw- yeah, 2002. I want to say two. I was 22. Yeah. Maybe 2001. Uh, I was 21. I was 20. It was 2001. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that didn't, that didn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was scary. That was scary. And, um, and that was a big life change. You know, Jamie didn't, um, grow up wanting to be a police officer. So true story when the kids were little. So what? So that was 2001. Emily was born in 94. So six. So she was eight when okay. he was at the Academy and he was six. Yeah. 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 Yes. Cause he was kindergarten. Um, flashback of that day right yeah yeah um so true story jamie didn't want to he didn't really ever dream of becoming a police officer that wasn't the plan he was selling roofing and i was working at pennies wait (laughs) jc pennies you were back at pennies yeah when we were yeah we were still we were young and pregnant yeah you had that job for a while i know i did yeah you really yeah awesome that's awesome so um yeah, so he was selling roofing, and then um, and it was a family business, so that was that was kind of tough to make that decision to get out yeah, of. Yeah, it tough. Um, but at that point, we were starting to think about um, retirement and life insurance and all those important adulty things. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, "Oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go pick up a firefighter application." And I was like, "Okay, you know, he'd been talking about it, talking about it, talking about it," and I finally was like, "Dude." Just like go it. get it or just can we stop like i don't want to i don't want to have this just, like do it or don't do it but like we're done talking about it so. <laughs> <laughs> well it's probably yeah scary to make that turn it is yeah. it's another it's another big change yeah. right and he was feeling like this needs to happen um so he went to city hall or wherever he went to get the application and they were out oh. of applications like like as in you just need to go like to a you, printer and like you know you need he went to <laughs> like, city hall to pick up the application or the city i don't know where he went but he had the kids with him and he went to pick up an application and they were out and a police officer comes walking in and says hey have you ever thought about what becoming a police officer and he was like well so he 
you know, is like Grant's like rifling through all the pencils <laughs> and like pulling out all the, you know, like, give me the application. I'm going to well, go. And he was getting really frustrated. Sure. And he was complimenting him on how well he was keeping his patience and how well he was doing with the kids in that situation. And he said, have you ever thought about being a police officer? So he was like, oh, no, but so he picked up an application and filled it out. Wow. That's how it happened. That's how it happened? That's how it happened. Isn't that crazy? Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. So, so then schooling was how long? Like, how does that work? So he was gone then for, at that point, I think the academy was 10 weeks. And that was really hard. So I was, um, I had gone back little. to work. So um, I was teaching preschool at that point. So you quit JCPenney? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I lose track of time. So I was I was teaching at that time. Okay. Um. A lot. Yeah, and then now he was going to be gone, and I, we've never been separated. I mean, like ten weeks—that's ten a weeks long is a long time. time with two young kids. Two and months working. and a week. Yeah, it was Wait, a long, is that right? long Eight, time. Nine, yeah, ten, yeah. Ten. And then um, 9-11, like, and so it was just kind of a really freaky, sort of scary time. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we getting into? And um, yeah, it was it was a weird time for him to be starting. Wow. So then yeah. he did that, and then mm-hmm. um, he became a cop. Mm-hmm. And then was that always kind of, like, scary for you to think he's a cop? Or were you just kind of, by the time it was all said and done, you were just kind of, like, you know, because a lot of wives worry about their husbands being cops and stuff like that. You, you guys just kind of, mm-hmm. he went to work, he yeah. does his work, you keep that separate kind of? I do. Do you worry I about s- him I don't. Way? I never do. I never have. You never have? Uh-uh. Um... That's cool. Because I would have to worry about it every day. Yeah, so you made a cogn a yeah. cog yeah. a conscious decision, conscious decision. Just mm-hmm. to not. Yeah. Um, because I would have to live with that every single day, right? And I mean no day is different than any other day when he goes to work. So mm-hmm. when he's at work, he's at work. Um, and when he comes home, he's Jamie. I mean Yeah. You know. So um, definitely not his identity, it's his job. Right. So, and he, like other people, went to school to learn how to do his job well and how to be safe. And um, he's a great guy and he's super smart and can handle himself well. And um, no, I don't worry about him. That's awesome. I don't at all. I don't, I don't want to live with that. And yeah, the kids no don't worry about him. Right. Mm-mm. Right. We it's just it's definitely would not be a way to want to live. No, you know? not at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so, as we're nearing this conversation, there is one thing I want to bring up that, which I found, which I did not know, but something in common that her, that Melissa and I have is that we have a best friend, and mm-hmm. um, Nina is her mm-hmm. best friend, mm-hmm. and um, she's not with us technically, <laughs> but here, Melissa grew up with this person and I'm, we're, we're going to unpack all of that, but, and you've lived this life and it's just, I, you know, I, it's, I don't know how to explain this, but <laughs> you've managed to keep someone alive and in your heart and through a promise essentially, you know, in here and there, but just, I mean, 
because every if there's one thing about doing these podcasts is that so many people have experienced so much loss mm-hmm. and no one really knows or talks about how they deal with it necessarily mm-hmm. and it's so individual yeah you know and so I think it's so important to talk about well how did Melissa mm-hmm. handle this mm-hmm. in her situation and who this person was and how deep this person was to you um, and I can relate to Melissa on on some relationship level because, um, I do have a person like that in my life, mm-hmm. you know? So if, so to me, it's just like, wow, like you've really lived out this life without this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so can we talk about Nina? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and I feel like we need to talk about Nina because this is part of your life story. Oh yeah. And I feel like we need to honor that. And just like, she's so much a part of who you are that no one really gets to see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let the tears flow, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Nina. Yeah. Nina, Nina. So, yeah. So Nina was, is. My best friend. Your best, absolute yeah. best friend. And one mm-hmm. thing you'd mentioned too about Nina is that you, when you see best friends today, mm-hmm. you can't help but gawk. Or I do. I just you. watch them. I just, it's so beautiful. I love it. It's one of the, It's so special. So, so, so special. Mm-hmm. And losing your this best friend and we're mm-hmm. gonna don't worry we're gonna talk about that mm-hmm. people out there that want to know about this best friend um in mm-hmm. some ways in many ways it's 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 you know I, I i i'm just gonna throw this out there for myself it's harder to lose a best friend that in this particular best friend than mm-hmm. it is and to lose a parent i mean mm-hmm. it's just like the, when you have a best friend like this it's like some people won't ever experience it, but, mm-hmm. and some people will. And so, um, let's talk about who Nina was to you. Yeah. So Nina, um, is my best friend. Is your best friend. <laughs> yes. And I'm so lucky, like not everybody gets to have that kind of relationship with somebody. And she and I have a very special bond. Um, we met as infants. Okay. So long our ass time ago. I know, long ass time ago. <laughs> so our moms were in a babysitting co-op in the 70s and they um we would, you know, our moms would babysit each of us and that's that's how we met. And so we never ever went to school together, not even once. Um and just maintained this childhood friendship throughout um our entire lives. So we were um very very close. Um like sisters, really. I mean, um, I don't know. And you guys didn't have, and you guys didn't have like, sisters, right? No, I do have a sister. Oh, you do have and a sister. She has, okay. yeah, she, has, she okay. yeah. Um, you included her as one of your sisters. Yes. Kind of um, yeah. I mean, definitely closer, you know, um, I'm the youngest in my family, um, of my siblings. And so, um, I was kind of the whoops, you know, that like, there's kind of a lot of years between my sister and brother and I. Um, so Nina was really the sibling that was always that I grew up with because my brother and sister were gone, and so Nina was always at the house. And um, so yeah, I mean we grew up together, so very, very, very close friendship. Like you saw each other every day, you called every day. No, kind no, of not no. no, not all the time. Um, of course, we didn't have phones then, but um, we wrote letters and we spent all of our you know sleepovers together and our family trips together and um, everything. I mean just very close friendship through all of our years of growing up and you had a secret language we have a secret language yeah um 
I haven't spoken it in years. Oh, yeah. oh, you yeah. speak it. <laughs> I don't even know if I could. Oh, you got to speak oh, it. You no, got to speak no. it. Come on, say a word. <laughs> no, it's so silly. You know, like they say that twins have um, secret languages. You know, right. that are, yes, yeah, this. yeah, and so we did. We just we. I mean, I we always had talked about making a dictionary of all of our words, and I so wish that we had because you know I've lost it. I've lost so much of it right. that I don't remember a lot of it um, because we only spoke it with each other. Uh, oh my god! Did crazy? anyone ever hear you do that? Um, her brother. Well, they like so it's like so really it just started happening but it was like you knew what each other were saying but you were is this a, were you doing it because you didn't want anyone to hear your no, conversation it was just, just how we spoke are like, you serious that, that is so crazy isn't that crazy I don't know crazy awesome I mean, yeah crazy awesome crazy awesome so needless to say we were very um, bonded. very bonded very close yeah. and you didn't even go to the same college together, no right? no uh-uh. and you no, didn't went out of state mm-hmm. out of state and then mm-hmm. you lived. So how old were you? Like, so, okay, yeah, but you grew up together, but mm-hmm. you were, like, like interconnected. Like, you could read mm-hmm. each other's thoughts kind of yeah. thing. You yeah. kind of knew. And you it, know, and as teenagers, you'd show up wearing the same thing or having the same purse. Even as adults, we would not see each other for six months or a year, and we'd show up wearing the same thing. And Like, you were, like, connected yeah. in the stars. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's yeah, awesome. It's, it's crazy. So awesome. So, so awesome. And then... Um, when did she die? Like, what happened? Like, what? So, Nina died of um, streptococcal toxic shock syndrome. Um, and, you know. That's strep throat, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, she was throwing her son's fourth birthday party and wasn't feeling well. Um, she lived in California. And um, as the day progressed, I, I didn't know that she wasn't feeling that well. I lived here, of course, and I knew she was throwing a birthday party that weekend. But, um, you know, without going into all the details, she, you know, sl- uh, a deterioration as the day went on, and her husband brought her to the hospital, you know, by evening, and at that point, it had become a bacterial infection that got into her blood and shut down her body and was gone within 24 hours. So, so toxic shock. Yeah. And you is know, right? it, it almost, this is so, God. like, it almost makes me giggle. Well, and I do giggle about it because it was just like when we were, you know, 12 and 13 and, you know, starting our period, our biggest fear was dying of toxic shock syndrome. What? We were always like, cause you know, I mean, it's on all the paperwork and the tampons and things. Oh my God. Yes, it is. And we were so scared of that. And yeah, you know, I laugh about it now because it's like, oh my God. I mean, she would totally be laughing. You right, know? right. Like, you know oh my God. So well. Right? Like, of course. Like, what are the Crazy. chances? Crazy. So it was tragic. It was tragic. Totally tragic. Within, I mean, 24 hours, I she was here and then she was not here. She had strep throat. Yes. So, um, I, I got the call, um, so we had voicemail and I had gone to work on Monday. The birthday party was supposed to be Sunday and, um, I got a call, I got the call. I think this has happened Sunday night and Monday when I got home from work, I had had repeated calls from her husband and brother to call them, call them. And I thought they don't ever, never call me ever. And I thought, what, what, 
So you kind of have this feeling. Yeah. It was like, yeah. So, you know, those moments you see in the movies when people just drop to their knees, like, yeah, with that phone call or the person arriving at the door, that, that was that moment. Wow. You had that moment. Dropping to your knees. Like, wait, she's throwing a birthday party. Yeah. We were just talking. Right. Yeah. Such a shock. Yeah. Such a shock. So that happened in um, May. And she had planned, we had just moved into this house, and so she was going to come and bring the kids the end of June and come and stay. Oh, so. so she had, so she left behind a... Three children. Three mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven, six, and four at the time. Oh my God. Right? Yeah, that wasn't the plan. That's not the plan. That was not That's the plan. not the plan. And she would tell you that that was not the plan. Well, she'll tell it's you. Not, it's not the, was not. It was like a tragic accident like that's not that's not the way it was supposed to be so from that moment on your life changed oh completely mm-hmm. and your kids were here you were married mm-hmm. and now now mm-hmm. you're taking care of littles and now your your lens has officially changed yes and i'm working full-time in a prison you know or no was i at that point uh, this is when see i lose track of time during during here like right i do i lose track probably a blur it is PTSD-ish yeah it is shock. it's like four four years of time that i sort of lost track of it gets a little blurry for me during there mm-hmm. and did you um but you, you know so i just i mean that's like a whole nother episode really in a yeah. sense oh really. yeah i mean it getting is. through that yeah. or yeah. but one thing that i see that you do and um and have lived in this way, you know, that was a whole nother, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother podcast. But at this point now, you have found ways to keep her alive mm-hmm. and you had made each other promises, mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. is super, super sweet. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, if you're listening out there, if there's one thing that if you've listened to these podcasts is that life happens, mm-hmm. you lose people what the hell you think it's not going to happen to you and it does yeah it's just like every day is a gift that's true it is don't Mm -hmm. feel like you need to live like it's every day is a Mm -hmm. gift but it just is a gift Mm -hmm. um whether you recognize Mm -hmm. it or not Mm -hmm. um but but what were some i just found this to be very helpful and just in in coping with your grief Mm -hmm. because you live with it every day Mm -hmm. and you've she's been gone for how many years uh, 13, 13 years and you're, and you're, you're just holding on to the moments, you know, that are, that are been promised mm-hmm. like to each other. So right. can you tell me like, if you don't mind sharing just like some of the things that you made each other promise? Yeah. So, you know, when we were little, you know, you always talk about, you know, well, when I grow up, you know, this is who I'm going to marry. And when I die, this is what I want at my funeral and things. And so we had always made promises to each other that, you know, well, when I die, I'm, I'm, she had said, well, I'll, I'll come back as a white butterfly. And, um, so I, I hold on to that, you know, those, those little childhood promises that you make to each other, but I, I hold it very near and dear to me. Um, after my dad died, um, she really helped me get through that as yeah. well. And so we did a lot of like talking about what our funerals would be like. 
Right. Right. Because we were talking a lot about death. And so, you know, so I knew exactly what she wanted. What she wanted. <laughs> right. And never imagining like just a few years later that it would those were happen. things that, that we would, yeah, that we would have. And so, I mean, we even talked about, okay, I want you to play this song and um, tell the kids this and do that, you know, like just certain things. Um, so I, I do, I hold on to all of that and um, they're promises that we make. And, you know, when you have a bond with somebody um, like that, it, it doesn't go away. No. I mean, it's my, my relationship with her is um, as full of as much love now in death as it was in life. So, yeah. Do you think that, do you, you attribute that to the bond, but you also, do you think that, it's because they were so much a part of you. It's just, it's just that way. It's just that way. Mm-hmm. It's just that yeah. way. It's just who I am, really. I mean, she is me, and I am her. Yeah. Yeah. I so, get that, and I, I, totally I, I carry that. that. Yeah. Um, do I think that's normal? Well, I don't. Probably not. You know. Um, and I'm lucky. I, I feel like I, I get to, I get to carry her. Um, but so do others. You know. So do other people. Do you see her kids? Um, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be really hard. That's a whole other podcast. That's a, oh, that's a whole other podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah never mind. I, oh, no, oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, no, no, no. I, it wasn't, okay. I mean, that's a lengthy one. I just, um, I love them. Like, they're my own. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, um, I was their auntie. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, going through her pregnancies, being there after they were born, um, celebrating their birthdays, you know, just, yeah. No, I love them like I love my own children. But, um, no, I, um, just due to circumstances between she and her husband, I um, haven't seen them. Oh, really? hmm Wow. Like... He didn't want you to see them? Um, you know, just probably a lot of miscommunication that really should be water under the bridge, I hope. Um, but I haven't really pursued that at this point. Right. So it sounds like someone's having a hard time with grief. Mm-hmm. And it's not you. Maybe. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Well, or just, yeah. I, you are the living reminder of the person that that, that pro- person. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely I mean, is. you know, I feel like if when the kid, I will, the kids, yes. I, I, yes. I will have them in my yes. life again. And it's just really a matter of timing. And I feel like it's getting a lot closer. So they do communicate um, with my daughter. And so they write letters to each other um, because they're like cousins, right? Yeah. I mean, they, that's their relationship. And so we would write letters for a little while. But then at the same time, like, you know, these young, beautiful kids grew up without their um, mom. And I'm their mom's best friend. So they, I mean, they know me. I think it's wired into them. Like I, ha- I'm, I have full confidence in that. They may not have a lot of memories of me, but they know how they feel about me. Oh yeah. Well, and I, I can mm-hmm. just. I'm glad that we're talking about this mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. um, my mom 
became very mentally ill mm-hmm. when she was uh, like 30. Mm-hmm. And we, um, it's just very much part of my story in the sense that, you know, I got to meet her, you know, I, I she's my mom, she's not longer with us, mm-hmm. but, um, but, you know, like I always lean from when she was well, mm-hmm. you know, because right. I feel like I was so much like her. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, is that, you better bet they're going to be knocking on your door because <sighs> when those when their kids come along or mm-hmm. when they're feeling like they're shifting in their identity and they want to know, I mean, it keeps that person alive. Yeah. And I'm, I'm holding on to it for it sure. Will I'm holding 1, it. 1,000% happen. Yeah. And I wish that I had more people in my life to talk to her about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because to talk about her. Yeah. And, um, I get that. Yeah. I just, I can't wait. Like I'm holding it. I haven't forgotten. I can tell you all the little things I can tell you, you know, where her first kiss was and how she felt when she got her first bra and when she started her period. And, and, you know, I can tell her about her, all her crushes and what her favorite foods are like everything. Like I have it. I know it all. I wish I had have that. You know, like when I ask questions, um, to some people, it's like, like my, so my brothers experienced her fully, pretty much healthy mm-hmm. and, and, and I did not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like I'll ask questions and it, everything always changes. Like mm-hmm. when did this happen? Well, I don't like, they don't really know, like they're guys, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. they're just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, but to have someone that could tell me details, I would love yes. to know her. The little t- the, details, yes, the little those things. Are, those are, mm-hmm. um, invaluable. Right. Right, in like her, valuable. like the, you know, the little tiny things when she got caught for shoplifting, you know, for trying on nail polish and like all those <laughs> yeah. funny little, I know. little stories right. that like, so that someday that I will, um, oh yeah, it will happen. I will share I am, with I, them. I'm manifesting that it's yeah. out there, it's happening yeah. and I'm looking forward to that for you because yeah. it's going to happen and mm-hmm. that's going to be so awesome for you to open that door. Don't yeah. you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean. Um, just to be their aunt and uncle again. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and then the babies are going to come along. Oh yeah. I mean, and that's, I mean, I'm telling you, you know this, but I know this too. It's like somehow when the kids come along, things yeah. are yeah. different and uh-huh. you need answers and you need, yeah. you know, yeah. I just, I look forward yeah. to that for you. Yeah. Yeah. So. I am excited. In the meantime, they're growing up and they're successful and going to school and they're doing what young adults should be doing. Well, yeah. And right. the twins you know? are like, you're figuring out yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that and, means. you know, I mean, I mean <laughs> right. I mean, when you're that age. And you know? is, is their mom's like best friend that they kind of remember like a priority? No. It's just, no. Right. No, not at right. all. Not and at all. You know what? This is what it's like probably is like, you know, like when you find out you're adopted mm-hmm. and then it's like, not that you were, you know, I'm mm-hmm. saying like people that find out they're adopted fine they find out when they're little okay right but it's not until later yeah. later they're like mm-hmm. i want to know who this person was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yes it's like almost kind yes. of like a and we promise that to each other right i mean you know yeah tell, tell I, I play this song for my kids please tell them i think about them you know when i hear this song and you know i mean all these little things like i will share with them for sure and you are really holding on to uh, gratitude and just mm-hmm. that you had that with her. Oh, yeah, right? It's it's such a special 
um, gift, you know, not, I don't, I, I'm finding out, like, I just thought that was normal. It's not have, normal. Yeah. I was no. thinking that that was when people say they have a best friend, I was like, oh yeah, well that, you know, Nina. And I thought everybody had a Nina, um, but they don't. Like, turns out, like, that not everybody has just one like I did. So, and I will have one in my life. Um, and, but do I choose other people to, you know, she's irreplaceable as far as like, you know, she's like that full package for me and a best sure. friend, right? Sure. Um, but I surround myself with people who have, you know, certain qualities that certainly she had. Um, and I surround myself with those people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think once you've had one, you don't really need. No. Wait, there, it's not about no. replacing that person. No. You, oh, you're no. Just like, uh -uh. It's kind of like if you're like if a spouse dies. Yeah. And it's like, well, they were my first pick, but they're not here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, so whatever follows. Right. Great. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I, you know, I didn't. Yeah. It's, it's just like that way. When, yeah. She's my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And um, it's funny that, I mean, because at my son's wedding just this last month, um, I was, I didn't realize how much I was missing her. Right. I was, right? because you're in a life stage. Because I was in a big you're moment. To be together. Right. And she's supposed to be there with yeah. me at all these things and be by my side and helping me make these decisions and like, who's going to be, like, my husband married the kids, right? So who's going to be, like, at the ceremony, who's, who's going to be by my side? Like, she would have been there, right? She would have been my person that was there for me. Sure. Um, so I was like, well, what, what am I, what am I going to do? I, I need a best friend for the day. So, um, so I, I, I <laughs> rent a friend. Well, so I actually <laughs> asked a, a very, very close good friend, yeah. close friend of mine. Cool. I said, will you be my best friend today? Aww. Because, you know, I needed, I needed a best friend yeah. on that day. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and that God. felt so good. So I do have, you know, many, so many good people around me, um, who, who play that role, you know? Yeah. And usually, and they're probably obviously not trying to take that place. Either. Oh no. Yeah. No, I mean, not at without all. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, it was a gift. It's oh, a gift. totally. It's a gift. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But definitely missing her during that big stage of, you know, wedding and, you know, empty nesting and, you know, we missed out. She died when she was 35. So a lot of life has been lived since then. Sure. So, yeah. And, um, you're wearing a white butterfly necklace right now, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, and you did make a strawberry pie or something. Yeah. So when we were little kids, we would, um, on her birthday, she had a really great birthday cause it was the end of July and that was like the best time of the summer. And so we would always make like a Betty Crocker or Duncan Hines, you know, 99 cent strawberry cake and with a can frosting on it. Yeah. And we ha always had strawberry cake every year. And so, um, after she died, I continued to make strawberry cake on her birthday. Um, I don't, I don't commemorate the day that she died. That's a day I just get through. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it's a hard day. It's the day that doesn't, should not exist and doesn't exist. Yeah. It's kind of want to skip over it. Yeah. And it's a day that signifies another year. Mm. Right. You know, and it's like, yeah. wow, but it's reflective. It's certainly reflective. And I, 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 I think about, you know, just the loss and I allow myself to be sad on that day. Like sure. I'm always, I'm just like, I'm sad. I, I, in leading up to it, I get really sad. Um, but yeah, so I get through that day, but on the end of July, um, 
you know, I really wanted to commemorate her with the kids because they lost their aunt, their favorite aunt, right? You yeah. know, and so when, when as they were growing up, we just always continued to celebrate her with strawberry cake on her birthday. So wow, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Melissa, you are just amazing, and um, I have a feeling like as the years go on. There might be a day where I show up at your door like, help me. <laughs> well, I promise I to be help. present with you. And, or, oh, wait, before we end this, um, Melissa just started a library outside of her door. Oh, yes. I don't know. If, do these libraries exist in other parts of the U.S.? Yes. They do? Yes. Okay. They totally do. No, they I'm not do. doing something weird. No. No, 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 because I know they exist in Oregon. Yes, they do. Okay, so yes. she's got a... Like a it, little free library. A free and library. Ha- yes, it's registered. I'm still waiting for my little plaque. Um, it's cute. Yes, it's so cute. It brings like me so much joy. I love listening and watching the kiddos and the adults that come and visit it. So please come by. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we won't say your address, but it's around Willamette Primary if you're local to West Hood. <laughs> Walk around the hood and you'll find and it. And you will find and it. And you will find it. And um, Yes, please come and visit. It brings me so much joy. brings Melissa joy. Yes. And she's put a lot of effort into it. It's super cute. And um, I think I want to do that someday. It's so great. It's such a great thing. It I mean, is to so walk, cool. It is so cool. A free it's, book. You don't even yes. have to check it out at the library. Yes. You just... Yeah, and it's such a community builder. I mean, everybody was so excited. All my neighbors were so excited that it was happening. And yeah. um, so people have met just right outside the little library in our yard. So, like, and... if someone wants to start that, what do you do? Um, you well, I mean, it depends. If you want to register it, really, it's just all you have to do is go just look up Little Free Library, and you literally just purchase a little plaque, okay. and that registers you. And then you can opt to have... Um, your little free library put on like their map system so people can look oh, it up so people okay. travel all around and visit little free libraries it's they're like all geocaching over for libraries. it is yeah it's ex- very similar very similar so you don't you could set up one yourself and just not have it registered right yeah. which and no it's kind of fun to be the real deal. Yeah, you have to have the real deal. I want a plaque. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, like, this is... Right now I have kind of a lame cardboard sign, but I will have a cool plaque. Well, <laughs> compared to... I mean, it's a cute... I mean, you have like shingles on it, right? My something? husband made it. Yeah. Like it's like a yeah. legit... So it's one of those things now when the kids come home, they're like seeing things like you said. Like, are they noticing changes? Now they're like, oh my gosh, you know, mom, mom started a fairy garden. I'm like... <laughs> Yes, I'm becoming that little lonely lady or something. I don't know. (laughs) I could totally see myself being like that. It's so joyful for me. Sure. I love it. You know, and I'm not teaching, so I still love to be around young children and and the things. um, I'm just trying to find ways to keep that joy in my life in a way that that fits it now, right? Right, yeah. Yes, the little free library is right next to my fairy garden. So, yeah, if you see a fairy garden... (laughs) There's also a free library. If you see a free library, there's also a fairy garden. And I know you, there's roses around there too because it yes. was, oh yeah. So like how did I find out it was your house? It was because I was on a walk with a friend and this is like, we've been coaching, Girls on the Run was over at this was point. It? Yeah. yeah. And you walk out of your house and I happen to be walking by and we literally live with like, I don't know, a few miles from each other, but never really saw where we each other live. And she walks out of this house that I have seen for years and have loved and adored. Oh, yeah, it's a special house. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, do you live here? <laughs> I mean, like, I have 
Brian and I both have admired this house oh, and you walk so out of it. I'm like, you're kind of living in my house, sort of. <laughs> like a little bit like my dream house. You know, it's just such a cute house. And oh, um, yeah. you, know, you have the roses around it and stuff, right? Like yes, gardening. really and stuff. special yeah, roses. Yeah. I always, yeah. That's one thing I make my kids do is like, if they see a rose, they are required to smell it. Yes. And they just kind of know that that's what you do so um okay I, well you need to plan an afternoon then i know to come just to freaking my house smell so you your roses like, go down the whole row yeah, of yeah, roses yeah. and then visit the fairy garden mm-hmm. and then get a library book it's we like one-stop that. shopping that is a one-stop do you serve food okay <laughs> do you serve dinner dinner oh made gosh, to go right because that yeah. would really be I a do good draw love where we live right yeah. it's pretty awesome well i yeah. guess i can get like wine and crackers at your house right oh or, no, no, yeah you've, right you've moved on we do eat vegetables Oh, okay, and some vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're kind of, yeah, we're going stages. We, you know, we're responsible again. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're full circle. We're, yeah. You're, well, you're you're half circle. Yeah. Really. You got that one that's going to get married, and then yeah. you're and then more I'm going to be a grandma, coming. you know, like, I can't wait for that. that whenever that happens. Dude, so. my mother-in-law, on <sighs> our wedding, we have it on video. I don't know where the video is, but because someone had, or it was like on our wedding, I don't know, someone took a video or something. My mother-in-law at our wedding was like, I can't wait for you to have babies. Like, oh. she was just, like, all about it. Yeah. Know? Shocking. But Well, my uh, son and daughter-in-law talked about how they can't wait to have babies in their vows. So, like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. It's going to happen. Oh, I can't wait. They're probably not even using birth My fairy control. garden's going to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready. It just, it feels good. I love, this is a good stage of life. Um, you know, I think you just naturally kind of move into this stage. And I feel like... I'm ready. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love your attitude about it and yeah. it just makes me excited. And I hope yeah. that all who are listening just feel the energy that Melissa is putting off and just through the hardship, look where she is now and just like being present and being pausing and mm-hmm. giving to yourself, giving to others. I mean, it's just who doesn't want to be around that? Right. That so, um, thank you, Melissa, for coming to talk with us. Yeah. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to This Topical Life with Tiffany Murphy. Available through Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. Look for us on Instagram and Facebook. Donations to help support This Topical Life can be made through Patreon at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Front slash This Topical Life. Likes and comments are always appreciated. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time for more real conversation, real exploration, real life stories. Because life ain't a vacation.